Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Here on Stolen Lives, we discuss brutal and heartbreaking cases against children. Themes may include child murder, torture, and sexual, domestic, and child abuse. I do try my best to remain respectful for the babies in these stories and leave out unnecessary details that, honestly, none of us need to know to understand the frustration of why and how this ever happened. However, if you find any of these themes triggering, this podcast may not be for you. Listener discretion is advised. This week's episode is a listener suggestion. Thank you to Pauline for bringing Charlize's story to my attention. It is listeners like you that keep the podcast going, and I will always be appreciative of the support and kind words. Charlize Mutton was a nine-year-old girl living on the Gold Coast in Australia with her doting grandparents. Charlize went to visit her mother and stepdad for the Christmas school break. But only weeks later, on January 11, 2022, she was no longer alive. Her stepfather having decided to end her young life and then executed his plan, with all his moments captured on CCTV, allowing the police to quickly close in. But even the most experienced police officer was forever affected by what they would find. This is Charlize's story. Good evening. Police have today revealed further harrowing details about the death of Charlize Mutton in the Blue Mountains. It's alleged the nine-year-old girl was shot dead by her mother's fiancé in what detectives have described as an unimaginable and egregious act. Charlize Mutton was born in 2013 to parents Callista Mutton and Scott Hensby in Sydney, Australia. Callista and Scott split up soon after Charlize was born, with Scott not really being part of her life after this point. But thankfully, Callista's parents, Deborah and Clint Mutton, were instrumental in Charlize's life. They were basically her mother and father right from the start. Callista had a serious methamphetamine addiction, to the point where she was using two to three times a day. In 2017, Callista was high and driving with a friend, Karen Bunch, near the Tweed River in Queensland. Callista swerved off the road and crashed, killing her friend. She would be sentenced to a two-year jail sentence for dangerous driving causing death and driving under the influence of drugs. After her release from prison, Callista checked herself into rehab, but she would soon be expelled after threatening a fellow resident with violence. This resulted in a relapse and she soon began using again. Although at the time of Charlize's murder, Callista would claim to be clean and sober. But because of Callista's sentence, Charlize lived with her maternal grandparents, Deborah and Clint Mutton, in Coolangatta, on the Gold Coast of Queensland. Similar area we talked about in the Sean Kingy episode, actually. And Charlize thrived with her grandparents. She had just finished the second grade at Tweed Heads Public School, where she would be popular among her peers, and described as sprightly and cheeky, lovely and beautiful. Callista found love while in prison. She had a pen pal, 
a man named Justin Stein. Stein came from a wealthy family who owned the very fancy Wildestein estate, as well as the Riviera Ski Garden Caravan Park, both in the Blue Mountains of New South Wales, two hours northwest of Sydney. And both these locations will become very important as the story goes on. But Stein really had every advantage in life. His parents were celebrated antique stealers, and Stein attended a prestigious all-boys school in Cranbrook with his older brother. Stein, at the time he met Callista, he was in jail, convicted of drug offences, of possessing a marketable amount of an illicit substance. For his crimes, Stein was sentenced to six years in jail in 2017. Callista was released in September of 2019 and Stein in November of 2020. Less than a month later, Callista and Stein would be engaged. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. In December 2021, when our story takes place, Callista and Stein seem to have turned their lives around and the couple were planning on moving to far north Queensland early in the next year to find work and for a fresh start. Callista had also recently gotten her driver's licence back. Things were looking positive for the couple. December 5th, 2021. In text messages sent from Callista's phone to Stein, it appears the couple were excited about Charlie spending several weeks with them. With Charlize due to arrive just before Christmas and returning to her grandparents in mid-January 2022, Stein split his time between an apartment owned by his mother in the inner Sydney suburb of Surrey Hills and Wildestein Estate where he stayed in a shack on the five-acre property. So he and Callista had this plan where they would spend Christmas and New Year at his parents' caravan park in Lower Portland before travelling to the Wildestein estate for the last week or so of Charlize's stay. And I really don't blame them. I went to university in this area and it is really beautiful. Mountains and hiking trails, beautiful scenery and so much to explore and discover. Much different from Charlize's normal life on the Gold Coast, with beaches in every direction, and the opposite of the other times Charlize had visited with her mother in the Sydney suburb of Lewiston, the hustle and bustle of the big city. The Blue Mountains is much more slower and very country, small town and friendly feels. And according to Charlize's grandmother, Charlize was really looking forward to spending some quality time with her mother as well. Other holiday goers at the Riviera Ski Garden would later recall seeing Charlize with her mother and Stein, and it seemed everyone was having a good time and everything was fine. Charlize was playing with the other children at the caravan park. The family were swimming in the river that fronts the park. No one could have had any idea what horrors were to come only days after this. According to the official police report, Charlize was last allegedly seen on the afternoon of Thursday, January 13, 2022 only days before she was due to return to the safety of her grandparents' home. 
Stein's mother said she saw Charlize on the patio of Stein's shack on the estate. However, we now know this is just not possible. That Charlize was already dead by this time. Callista went back to the Riviera Ski Garden Caravan Park two days earlier, for reasons that really aren't clear in any of the research I've done. But she decided to leave Charlize behind with Stein, with promises to return on the Friday. Now, I'm not sure what logical reason Callista would leave her daughter she didn't see all that often for three days, but I'm sure more will come out in the criminal trial. I do have my own ideas why Callista wouldn't want Charlize to go with her, which I will keep to myself, my opinion only. Regardless, Callista would return early on the morning of Friday, January 14th, 2022, to find Charlize missing. Stein gave a concocted story where the nine-year-old was, which again has never been revealed. At first, Callista believed him, but then Charlize didn't return and Stein admitted he actually didn't know where Charlize was. At 8.20am, Callista called emergency services to report her daughter missing. Police admit they now hold grave concerns for the safety of a nine-year-old girl missing in the Blue Mountains, but they aren't giving up hope of finding her alive. Live now to Bill Hogan in Mount Wilson. As this search stretches into a fourth night, Bill, police aren't ruling anything out. Yeah, they are keeping all avenues open, Angie. This investigation is primarily focused on this search, but police are treating this as suspicious and homicide detectives are here assisting with their inquiries. Now, they say they are keeping an open mind and trying to work out all possible locations where she could have disappeared to early to try and pinpoint where Shalice went missing last. Now, this all fell on another desperate day of searching here in Mount Wilson, but still no sign of the nine-year-old girl. A large-scale search was immediately organised, with more than 100 of local police, state emergency services and rural fire service volunteers being involved. Search dogs attempted to track Charlize's scent on the property, and helicopters with infrared sensors searched the dense woodland surrounding. And this group of searchers really had it rough. There was torrential rain that made the search risky, but also really brought some urgency to the situation because of the heat and the rain. And by day five of the search, there was some thought that this would now be a recovery mission. That it didn't seem that Charlize would have survived the conditions for this length of time, especially considering she would not have any access to fresh, clean water. Police also released Charlize's description and the details of her disappearance to the media using geotagging. Hopeful for clues as to where the pretty little redhead could have went, and what Stein said she was last wearing. A pink top, black knee-length skirt, and pink Nike sandals. Police desperate for any information of where the nine-year-old could have went, but alas, there was nothing. Police were savvy to the investigation, and they considered right from the start that maybe this wasn't your run-of-the-mill missing person case. There was just no evidence that Charlize wandered off the property or had run away. This suspicion grew when a neighbour reported to police seeing a car leaving the Wilderstein estate at around 4.20 on the morning Charlize was reported missing. Now, this isn't overly strange in itself. People in the country tend to be stereotypically early risers. But what was suspicious was this car was leaving the estate with their headlights off in the dark early morning hours. To ensure they were missing nothing, 200 detectives assisted with the investigative side, 
which ran parallel to the missing person search. And it would be this team, Strike Force Buena, that would uncover the shocking truth of what happened to Charlize Mutton. The search for missing girl Charlize Mutton has ended in the most horrific way. The nine-year-old's body has been found in a barrel dumped near a river northwest of Sydney, and her mother's fiance has been charged with murder. Tuesday, January 18, 2022, four days after Charlize was reported missing. Police found a barrel dumped in bushland near the banks of the Colo River in the Wollamai National Park, west of Sydney, and around an hour from where Charlize was last seen. Inside the barrel was sand and the lifeless body of nine-year-old Charlize Mutton. It has been said that the condition Charlize was found in was so horrific that the police officers who attended the scene took leave from their jobs and required counselling to deal with what they saw. 8pm that same day, police would arrest Justin Stein at his apartment in Surrey Hills, Sydney, charged with his stepdaughter's murder and improperly interfering with a dead body, 10 counts in total. According to court documents from Stein's arrangement, his lawyer asked for a mental health assessment to be carried out on Stein, noting he'd been on long-term medication, an antipsychotic medication used to treat bipolar, schizophrenia and autism. However, it is not clear which of these conditions Stein has or which combination of these conditions he has. But I am sure so much more will come out at the trial. The medical examiner determined that Charlize had died from a single gunshot wound to the head and she'd been killed sometime between 7pm Tuesday, January 11th and 10am Wednesday, January 12th, days before she was reported missing and days before she was reported to have been seen at Stein's shack. Police and the prosecution alleging that after shooting Charlize for reasons unknown, Stein then attempted to dispose of her body in a plastic barrel filled with 5 20-kilo or 44-pound bags of sand, with the purpose of weighing the barrel down so it would sink in the river, but then it was so heavy he couldn't lift it. Police also made public CCTV footage obtained by businesses in the area on Thursday, January 17, 2022 showing Stein's Red Holden Commodore utility truck towing a boat covered in a blue tarpaulin. Stein is seen driving around to Sydney and then back towards the Blue Mountains for up to five hours. It is believed that Charlize was in the barrel in the boat during this time. According to court documents, police believe that based on the CCTV footage, that first Stein attempted to get his boat to start with the intention of taking the barrel out to the deep waters of the Colo River. In his mind, this would mean Charlize would never be found and he would never get caught. But Stein was not the smartest criminal. First, his boat wouldn't start. And then because he had also put in the barrel 100 kilos or 220 pounds of sand, there was no way he could lift it out of the boat himself. So he did the only thing he could think of, rolling the barrel into the dense bushland on the banks of the river. This CCTV footage has and will prove invaluable especially when this eventually goes to trial. This footage has allowed investigators to track Stein's movements on the day he disposed of Charlize's remains. And then late in the afternoon of that same day, at 5.53pm, Stein is caught on CCTV at a gas station in Marsden Park, northwest Sydney, filling up his truck. And the obvious lump in the boat, thought to have been the barrel, it is no longer there. Hey guys, taking a quick breather here to let you know something I'm doing in the month of September, 
And this is not an ad, so please pause that finger over that skip 20 second button. In September, I'm walking at least four kilometres or two and a half miles every day for the 400 young people who die by suicide each year. Suicide remains a leading cause of death for 16 to 24-year-old people in Australia, and because of so many reasons. And because of so many reasons, the stigma, the lack of resources, it all gets too hard. These kids don't seek professional help. That's why I'm walking and raising funds to save lives and help young people feel better about the here and now as well as their future. So please, donate if you can to support my challenge. I will leave links in the show notes on the Facebook page and in the group. And you can follow my journey to 100 kilometres on Facebook and on Instagram. Thank you all so, so much. I honestly have the most amazing listeners in the podcast universe. And now back to this week's story. Police would spend the next 10 days at both Wildestein Estate and the Riviera Ski Garden Caravan Park, looking for any evidence into what exactly happened here. The caravan where the family was staying was basically ripped apart in an effort to find answers. To the time of this recording, police still aren't sure where exactly Charlize died or why she died. What Stein's possible motive could have been. At both crime scenes, police didn't find any blood, gunshot residue or weapon. And Stein hasn't been forthcoming with information either, pleading not guilty to the nine-year-old's murder. He's already accused of murdering a child and disposing of her body in a barrel. Now police have laid more charges in the sickening case against Justin Stein. The 31-year-old, who was about to become the little girl's stepfather, was in court today on weapons, stealing and child pornography charges. More than four months since Charlize Martin was murdered. The man accused of killing her was back in court facing new charges. Justin Stein hit with two counts of possessing illegal rifles similar to these. Police say they were stolen from properties neighbouring his family's Mount Wilson estate, also allegedly found with videos depicting child pornography. Homicide squad detectives say the videos didn't involve Charlize, who was Stein's soon-to-be stepdaughter. But police have found something. Stein would soon have other charges added to the murder charge. In February 2022, Stein would also be charged with two counts of possessing an unauthorised firearm, two counts of possessing an unregistered firearm, one count of possessing ammunition without authority, and one count of aggravated break and enter. This was after police found two guns in Bushland near his shack on his parents' property. It's also important to note, neither of these were the guns used to murder Charlize. However, when the serial numbers of the guns were reviewed, these guns were reported stolen from a neighbour's home in August of 2021. Charlize's mother was also involved in this crime. Ultimately, Callista Mutton would plead guilty to aggravated break and enter in company, and in July 2022, she was sentenced to a year-long intensive correction order instead of jail. And this was only under the condition she undergo drug and alcohol treatment at a rehabilitation centre. And then in July 2022, police would add 21 counts of possession of child abuse material, directly due to what was found on Stein's computer and cell phone. 16 Category 1 videos and 5 Category 2. 
According to court documents, the videos, quote, depicted material in a manner that would in all circumstances cause offence to reasonable persons and is a person who is a child in a sexual content, unquote. This horrible excuse for a human being. I cannot see any other option but him being put away behind bars for a very long time, hopefully for the rest of his life. As for Callista Mutton, Charlize's mother, in any suggestion she was involved in Charlize's murder or knew more than she said. Soon after she reported her daughter missing, she was hospitalised, taken to Katoomba Hospital. At first, it was reported she was suffering from an undiagnosed condition but was kept under police watch because, obviously, they wanted to interview her. Telling media Callista had been, quote, difficult to approach in contact, unquote. However, it would be later revealed that Callista was in fact pregnant with Stein's baby and had a mental break due to the stress of the situation. Police have since interviewed Callista and they do not believe she was involved with what happened to her daughter. They believe Stein acted alone in his crimes against Charlize. At the time of this recording, Stein is still awaiting his day in court and remains in custody at Silverwater Prison having been refused bail. His legal team continuously finding ways to delay the trial, that they haven't had time to read the 4,000-page brief and they haven't received the full autopsy report. I will keep you all updated on this case in the Facebook group and in the end-of-year case update episode. She was a very cute little girl, uh, related to me, so very cute. Um, She was very happy all the time. I do remember that. Um, There was this one memory I had. I always wanted to be a mum, so to have my first girl cousin was awesome. I did a photo shoot for her at our local park and there was all these holes in the walls and we were just peeking our heads out through them and she was laughing and it was awesome. (laughs) How do you want those of us who don't know her to remember her? As a sweet girl, she was very sweet, um, of course polite. Um, I didn't really know her when she could talk, but you can just tell by looking at her, at her, as I'm sure everyone else can see, she was just very innocent, sweet and smart. After Charlize was found, her father, Scott Hensby, took to Facebook to share his heartbreak. Quote, Goodbye, little girl. I love you so much. I miss you every day. You have captured the hearts of a nation and the world. And now these hearts are breaking with mine. This doesn't happen. Kids need to be safe. What is wrong with you people? We will get the answers for you, baby, and we will honour you properly. This is not the end of you or your story, Charlize. Unquote. Tweed Heads Public School, where she should have been starting the third grade when she was murdered. The school issued a statement as well to honour the sweet and popular little girl. Quote, we are absolutely devastated to hear the news about our Charlize. Our hearts go out to her family. We cannot begin to imagine the distress they must feel. Charlize was a much-loved member of our school who brightened our lives every day. Unquote. And if this wasn't enough heartbreak to last a lifetime for Charlize's grandparents and the rest of their family, only months after Charlize's murder, her one-year-old cousin, Ryder Martin, was diagnosed with a form of cancer, neuroblastoma. Specialists found tumours in multiple places all over his little body, including his stomach, neck, face and legs, and it had begun to spread to his bone marrow. 
Ryder's parents described the diagnosis as the family's worst nightmare following the unthinkable loss of Charlize. Heartbreakingly, Ryder's father Beau posted on the GoFundMe in November 2022 that Ryder was in palliative care and was losing his fight. It appears from Ryder's dad's Facebook page that little Ryder gained his wings just before Christmas 2022. I wish the family so much strength during all of this, and if you're listening to this, I am so sorry for your losses. If you have your own thoughts and theories on the case we discussed today, or any case we talk about on Stolen Lives, please search Stolen Lives on Facebook, like the page so you don't miss an episode, and join the discussion group to talk about your thoughts and theories. You can also talk to us on Twitter, search lives underscore stolen, or on Instagram, Stolen Lives Podcast. If you like what you heard today, we would appreciate it if you share this episode on your social media of choice and subscribe and leave a positive review on your podcast app. Today's episode was researched and written by me, Ali. Hosting and production was also by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu. Mayu.